0: Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better CALL SOMEBODY! Research and development. Putting in the man-hours to study the science of what you need. Last week, we put liquid paper on a bee And it died. What?! Did we just become best friends? Yup! Can I tell you something without you getting angry? I love you. Yeah, you big guy.
1: Welcome back in everybody to another edition of the Forty Chess Dynasty Football Podcast. We hope everybody's 2023 is going well so far. Man, it, it feels crazy me that the uh, season's essentially over for us um before I get into that though adam how you doing buddy how you doing I mean we got to watch football last week without stressing one damn bit. And I, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I fucking loved it. I, I loved every minute. We spent 17 weeks just stressing over who got injured, who's getting used, who's not playing, why the hell ain't they giving player X the ball? What the hell? Why is this dude playing over him? Oh, he almost had a touchdown. And then, I'm, you know, I'm checking Discord 57 times about injuries and trying to stay up to date with everything Jeff Mueller's doing at Destination Debbie on his injury reports. And uh, to actually watch football last week and not, like, really give a shit. <laughs> And just enjoy football for football was, was actually really fun. I, I missed it so much.
0: Let me, let me tell you, man, uh, Dynasty Degenerates, uh, what's going on? Welcome into another episode of the 4D Chess Dynasty Football Podcast. Mike, I'm doing well. And to give you a, a, a quick summary on how that goes, right? Like, So this year, Mike and I have really ramped up content we're doing. So we do a patron show Eastern at 11 a.m. Then we do the Start Sit Show, or what we always say is the Start Shit Show, at noon um, eastern which runs right up until the games right so then we have the games we watch the one o'clock and the four o'clocks here eastern time and then when the four o'clock's finish you know it's seven thirty ish and I'm literally hopping from watching and trying to figure out what's going on right over to the computer to tell everybody what happened so it's like <laughs> that process has been fun like I love content creating I love giving you guys every piece of information I'm learning and all of you guys helping me with information and what you want to know question wise and stuff, but like, it's, it's not the same old, you know, relaxed watching football as it once was, but like, so this week, right? I mean, the Browns are out of it. They're trying to play spoiler for the Steelers. Wow. RIP, by the way, it didn't go so well, but my dad's a Steelers fan, right? Like I was born in Pittsburgh. I was only there for like less than a year. So my dad comes over, watches the game at my house. He's sick right now. So you know he's just sit, sitting there watching we're doing the brown Steelers game, which normally is like you know Brown Steelers if you don't know is a rivalry that has heated battles like people they hate each other they hate Brown's fans hate Steelers fans and vice versa sitting there watching that game and the be man we're sitting there just watching that game I'm like yeah man Kenny Pickett's kind of looking good Pickens is looking good like our fucking team sucks this is what I'm used to and we're we're all happy you know it's like a I don't know how I'm happy at the end of a, a Steelers shellacking of the Browns. Um, we haven't won there in 20 years, by the way. But um, oh, anyway, to, get, to give you an idea of how freeing it kind of was to just sit back and watch football um, without fantasy you know, ramifications and stuff. But um, yeah, you know what, Mike? I say that in one breath, and I'm telling you, in a week, I'm going to be already like, Damn. I want fantasy back. I want football. Like football is going to be over before you know it. The Super Bowl is going to hit. We're going to be fucking in this huge, long offseason. So while it was a grind, I'm going to miss it tremendously in a quick, short amount of time.
1: Oh, I'm going to miss it dearly, too. It was just a a nice, relaxing change of pace for once. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like you said, I mean, fucking weeks one through 17, we're so busy. Uh, not only, I mean, we're trying to provide the best possible content to you, the listener, and everybody who taps into anything we do. And, uh, you know, it's it's a job. Like, it's a job. We're trying to do the best job humanly possible to do it. Uh, but we also have our own leagues where we're trying to win money and, and essentially take other people's money because we're better at this game called fantasy football than they are. So it's very... It was a very nice change of pace when that's just kind of all said and done to sit back and reflect on the season and I'm not constantly checking my phone for scores or injuries and on Twitter and Discord and all over the place and, you know, going from one show to the next and, you know, trying to stay as tapped in as humanly possible and everything going on. That way I can inform you, the listener, what's going on as well. Like, how am I supposed to do that if I don't pay attention to the games, right? So it was nice just to watch it as a fan. I'm going to enjoy the playoffs. And, uh, you know, you got some rooting interest. My Eagles are in there. Unfortunately, your Browns did not make it this year, but my Eagles, number one seed. Let's go. Dallas, late season collapse, like always. Thank you. Appreciate that. Always makes me happy. <laughs> well, <laughs> real quick,
0: let, let's not gloss over Sam Howell. Um, oh, my guy. Oh, my. You had no idea how excited I, I was. I know. What do you Sam mean Howell? I had no idea? I had every idea. The whole time I'm watching Sam Howell because that game, like, carried over so late. All I'm thinking of is Mike is somewhere and is is insufferable. Like, his whole house wants <laughs> to be hidden from him because he's insufferable. My wife did
1: ask why I was rooting so hard for Washington when I'm an Eagles fan. And I was like, it's Sam Howe, baby. <laughs> it's my See, guy. She, she, she knew something was up. Something it's my guy. It's my guy versus Dallas, our most hated team. The my most hated team. <laughs> I absolutely despise Dallas. So it was fantastic to watch that. But Adam, we get to the playoffs. Uh, you know, we'll have. A, I wonder if we get any of those overreactions like we had on Gabe Davis. Remember when he had the four touchdowns last year and everybody went ballistic and he rose in value to a point where people were paying ridiculous prices for him. And then we except found in out
0: the leagues I in. I put him on the yeah. block and everyone, and I kept them.
1: Well, that's because we dunk on them too much, man. <laughs> we we can't we can't pump and dump if we never do the pump. That's I think that's rule one, right? There's no pump and dump if there's no pump. So we we gotta learn, <laughs> we gotta yeah. learn ourselves how to do that. But it'll be nice to watch the playoffs. Uh, some rooting interest, uh, just generally watching playoff football is, is fun. We had some uh, some wild games in the past, and I don't think this year will be any different. We do have some new rules with the uh, the week. 17 game that didn't get played with buffalo and in cincinnati so it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out with number one seeds and neutral site games for a possible afc championship which will be interesting to see but other than that i'm excited but the big thing adam not only is it a stress relief but we all collected our uh, league dues here probably within the last couple weeks uh our league winnings if you won money so getting to see the money actually in your account seeing those green dollars made you excited but we got a good one to talk about here tonight, buddy. We're going to talk about twenty-three draft picks because, just like Bill Belichick says, we're on to the next man. Last year's, last year's done. We're so on to Cincinnati. Thing, on. We, we promise we will get the winner show. Like we took the L's of the losers, but we'll let that marinate for another yeah. week.
0: <laughs> I want we- you to have another week of my my Kyle Pitts, my Cam Akers my RB affinity love, my Justin Jefferson hate. I, w- I want you to ma- let that marinate and, and be excited for that one more week before I tell you what all we got right.
1: <laughs> all right, Adam. So 2023 draft picks. We're going to have a really good in-depth discussion tonight about what we're doing with them, tiers, all kinds of stuff. But let's kick it off, man. You got probably the most 23 draft picks of anyone I know, and that includes a guy that I know on this network, Mr. Scott Connor. Destination Dynasty, fantastic! If you didn't catch him live on Sunday, go check out the YouTube page. I know the podcast came out uh, on Monday, like always, but go watch him live on the YouTube. Interacting with the chat, it was fantastic. We need more Scott Connor in our lives, especially live, especially the super chat options and jumping the line. And I see you made him talk about makers a little bit because you're an asshole. <laughs> but go check out Scott, especially when he goes live. It's fantastic. But Adam. All your 23 draft picks, man. Tell the people. What are you I, doing with them? How many you
0: got? I mean, I made Scott talk about Cam makers. I don't know if I'm an asshole. I'm, I'm just a kid from Akron, you know, but uh, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> You're just a kid from Stop It. <laughs> I'll have to give you my LeBron story a different day because uh, we're talking 23 today. But, um, you know, all right. So th- th- this has actually been something, Mike, that, Listen, if you've been tuned into Ray and Destination Devi and a lot of the people that are integral in that, as well as other people that are tapped in the space, like, like the 23 class has been hyped for a long time. And I think the reality is, right, there's a lot of people that are pushing content in the space today. And Dynasty Degenerates, if you're tapped in, like I know you are, <laughs> you've heard about this 23 hype since at least 2021. Or if it hasn't been that long, it's been since you've gotten really tapped into the space. You've heard twenty three, mind-numbingly speaking of LeBron James, right? You've earned twenty three for forever, and I I think you know people have leaned into the hype of that to, to varying degrees. And what what's fun about Mike for myself in a portfolio is looking across my leagues, and Mike, you know, you, you talked about the the kind of the last. Weekend, the, the freeingness of like no fantasy implications, right? Watching, like I've had a chance to kind of decompress a little bit and think, like, okay, how 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 do we get a step ahead? Like four D, right? It's all about outthinking your league mates. When your league mates are playing chess, play four D chess. So how how yeah, do we is. get ahead? You know how how do we get ahead? Well, I'll tell you how you get ahead is you have twenty three in twenty twenty one. Right, that's how you really get it. If you listen to our podcast, you listen to JB, you listen to Ray, you listen to Scott. You got 24 picks lined up, right? But right now, football is being played. Right, the the playoffs are going to start up. I think most people are going to still be tapped into that very heavily. Not that we won't be, but right now, you should be already thinking the 23 season in your league is activated on sleeper, right? If you're like Mike and myself, (laughs) we're paid up, man. Here you go. Here's the money. Here's money. Let's go. League starts today. Now, if you're Mike, you had a little more excess funds than myself. I basically took all the money that I won in a couple spots and re-rolled it into all the different spots to break even. But that's what you expect when you lean into 23 like I'm about to tell you that I did. So I am in 20 leagues that are not the C2C format, right? So C2C, like the convolution of the pick, don't really want to apply that here. So in 20 leagues, Mike, I have an, a total of 61 23 first. So when you, when you do the math on that, right, like you think about, so Mike, I mean, that that's a shitload of first round picks, right? You basically have a quarter of the class in every single league that you're in. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at it, right? You're in 20 leagues. Now, um, these are all 12 team leagues except for one. Um the Royal Rumble. So um that one is not twelve team that I have the, the twenty three class picks in. So Yeah oh, the the other ones I don't have a pick in. Um so you're talking about two hundred and forty picks, right? Actually I guess two forty two. Let's go ahead and do the math correctly. Let's not play around. I got sixty one. There so, it is, like, like man. we do math on there. This is riveting. We got over a third, right, in all the leagues. Now, it's to varying degrees, though, Mike. And th- this is where, like, thinking ahead for me, what I think is nice about the portfolio, at least for me, Dynasty Degenerates, is, like, I don't know what your situation is in your leagues if you're in one, two, three, If you're in, you're like me, you're in 10, 20. And I don't know what your position is there with 23 picks. But what's nice is, Mike, I'm in – A lot of the scenarios and I can tell you if you're in a scenario here that I'm not in in 23 picks good for you because you're just a fucking degenerate that threaded the needle because I don't know what else exists right so like (laughs) Mike I got I got five teams that I pushed in trying to win there's no there's no 23 picks right
1: zero burger
0: yeah nothing like okay now if I now now thinking about this right if you're in this scenario do you want to get in 23 class when should you do it? Should you do it? All right. Right? Listen, I'm on this one. I'm interested because I
1: have a lot of these teams because I won a lot of these fucking leagues this year.
0: A lot so. of these leagues I'm rebuilding. Mike, I watched take the crown home again. So he's Let's go. listening, right? Then you have, you know, so Mike, I have another handful of leagues. So I'm looking at five leagues as well where I have just one, right? You just have either mine. One of these, actually, I have someone else's pick. Um, made a bet, bet against them, and it was a good one. But, um, you know, you got one single pick, right? And I think a lot of people will fall into this boat, this category. Majority of yeah. them, Right. That's more of a generic talk, right? Uh, I have two that have a couple. And then I have multiple, Mike, that you start getting into, which are getting into more of the leverage piece, right? So I have a multiple that have four. I have a couple that have six. I have a, I have a league that has nine. This is the OG, the original patron league. I told Mike at the beginning, I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do two things. I'm going to exploit and show that all you fuckers out there talking, the quarterback horde ain't real, that it's real. And then after I quarterback horde, I'm going to take every piece of liquidity that exists and I'm going to hold it until it fucking hits peak value. So i have nine. I have nine first in that. That came from a quarterback horde to start. I drafted for the first six rounds. Mike, I don't remember the six rounds did not take a skill player, all quarterbacks, Mac Jones in his rookie year. And then Mike, I have the one crescendo, you know, the one absolute masterpiece that I did just to lean into it. I have the entire set. So I have, I have 12 in one league. So if, if somehow you're in a scenario, which doesn't fit that, like if you don't have all of them or you don't have three quarters or you don't have half or you don't have a quarter, like, I don't know what you have, but you should be pretty close to one of those. But Mike, I I think here, the reason I actually, all jokes aside, want to talk about this is everybody that's really thinking dynasty degenerates, right? We're already thinking about the 23 class. Like if it was up to us, we'd have all the information here. We would know who got drafted, where we would have our draft tomorrow. (laughs) Like (laughs) that's how it works, right? We want to have it today, but you don't, but you, but you do want to get ahead of the curve and think about this. Right. And and Mike, I've thought a lot because the reality is this, there's 20 different leagues now outside of you. That's in probably, 15 of these leagues. <laughs> There's a bunch of different league mates. Like, you can't control that. So, Mike, what I really want to get into in Dynasty of the Generous, what I want to get into is what can come your way in these different scenarios? I think th- talking through different ways of how you can play it. And, and I think I'm going to get a little against the grain towards the end, Mike, on some of these teams where I have leveraged what some might say overly leveraged by having three quarters in a full... First round, um, and, and what could happen one way or the other. So, like, like just generically, like I know you had a lot of contenders, but I know you have a bunch of twenty three picks, and, and I want to get your thoughts too. All right, well, let's start it off with the
1: the first scenario that you mentioned. Man, you you don't have any picks. You pushed all the chips in. Uh, maybe you won the league. Maybe you came up short. Like we we both been in this boat where uh, we won some leagues. We 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 lost some leagues. Maybe we finished second, third, just outside. And you want to get into the twenty three class? Like, what's an appropriate value for you, Adam, to get into the the twenty three first? Even the even the back end, right? Like, if yeah. you kind of want to get these guys, I had to pull up on Keep Trade Cut. Their value valuing a late twenty three first as as damn near a top fifty dynasty asset. Which is,
0: we've come fun. a long way, right? We come a long way. That that seems fucking crazy to me really? Right. why, why, it, it why so? Let me let me say let me ask you this, why so? Given, given what's coming. All right, so
1: some of these guys are I mean, I guess when I look at the player names. Right,
0: right, right.
1: I guess when I look at the player names, you're you're fucking you're Mike. Right. You know right.
0: who's still ahead of it? A late 23 first on here. Who's fucking that? Jameson Williams. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people
1: who love J-Mo. I mean,
0: that, we, we're probably
1: going to end up doing a fucking YouTube short video on our channel. About the, guys, and the, the
0: guy right after the 23 first is Tony Pollard. I mean, like... yeah. I mean, I I, mean just, just before him, like DeAndre Swift, Ramondre, yeah. um,
1: Devontae Adams, who we've had conversations before about, is he still worth a first? Is he not? Sure.
0: We talked about this with Ray. I honestly think, Mike, for me given the way things are going I'd have to know okay. my team and whatever I, I would I would trade out a Ramondre for a first
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah I'm with you I guess it's just some of the ones that come after right like
1: Traylon. like we given up on Traylon already
0: and and you're ready to reroll I'm not personally riding? there that, that that would be a bet difference right it would also yeah. be what am I doing like do I have nine picks and I want to go get 10 for more leverage like do I have one and I just want to go get a second do I have none? Do I want to trade in a scenario I'm coming off of a contender, like you're talking about here, right? If I'm a contender I have yeah. none, would I rather have my Traylon Burks or would I rather have a 23 first lottery ticket?
1: I'd rather have Traylon, to be honest. And, and, and I'm also I'm looking at it as a late first, Adam. Like this is the 10, 11, 12. Okay. Let, let, let,
0: well, I think late would also, let, let's say it's 109. Okay. Let's call that the late first start.
1: One hundred and nine or Traylon?
0: I think it's pretty damn close.
1: I think that's close. I think I would 10? lean
0: Traylon, but I'm not gonna fight you if you want one hundred and nine. Ten, eleven, twelve, though. Do you do you agree that ten? I think is close still. I think eleven or twelve. I would definitely want Traylon. Okay. How about uh, DJ Moore? Um, I think this depends on what you want to do, how you want to play it, right? Like, I I think this is where, like, in a scenario if I have zero. Right, if I'm talking one for one, like I want to know a lot more about team, what your build is, what your plan is to do with the pick. Like if you think you can take DJ Moore, who I think is still criminally undervalued, like is a great receiver that just can't get a quarterback. You want to go get the shiny piece, right? And you want to move it appropriately for more, and you think you'll end up with more than DJ Moore. Fine. Um, I think if you're one of these people that kind of tends to hold more than trade. I, I'll just I'll just hold on to DJ more.
1: Let, let's let's tell the people exactly what we're talking about when we're talking about 9, nine, ten, eleven, twelve.
0: Okay, sure. it's just yeah, let's do it.
1: Yeah, we're not going to have specifics, but you're looking at, um, you know, maybe your second, third, fourth choice of wide receiver in this class. You're looking at a, in my opinion, third tier running back. Right, I think we can kind of all agree about Bijan. Uh, we feel pretty good about Jameer Gibbs, and then after that, it's just kind of. It feels like a, a third tier. Like, that's not a knock against these guys, but mm-hmm. it, it feels less than the other two. Um, maybe, you know, in some leagues you might get the the fourth quarterback if there's one taken in the first round in the NFL draft. Maybe at the 109. You know, like we, we saw Justin Herbert in drafts a few years ago. Rookie drafts slipped to the 110, 111, 112, right? We saw Mac Jones... Uh, two years ago, slipped to the early part of the second round
0: in some draft. You're so. skipping ahead and speaking my language. I
1: like where this is headed. So this is just kind of the range of players you're talking about. So when I'm looking at it, I'm looking at re-rolling Traylon Burks, who went in, kind of went through the rookie struggles. Uh, you saw some things you liked. You saw some things you didn't. You had some injury concerns. Do you want to re-roll him for uh, another wide receiver that I think is in probably the same tier as him? I'm good, man. Like, it it feels like more of a lottery shot to me. Uh, Michael Pittman, DJ Moore, Brandon Ayuk, like some of these other wide receivers, I could put in the same category, the same boat. Um, What else we got here? Najee Harris. I know Najee didn't have the greatest start of the year. He had a pretty good, decent end to the... Do you want to go to a third-tier 2023 running back or Najee Harris? Like, these are kind of the bets you're making now. You can argue it from both sides about value and perception and how people perceive things and what you could get other and and injury risk, but I think my biggest thing is some of the players around this on Keep Trade Cut, I'm in full agreement. Like, I'll re-roll it. Like, the Tony Pollard thing. Yep, I'm good. I'm like, see ya. Gone. <laughs> <Like> I'll <laughs> I'll re-roll for a back end first. Easily. Um, Javante. Yeah. Devontae Adams, Jamison Williams, yeah. Swift, I mean, as much as you and I like Swift, I think we're going to have that fucking conversation, and a lot of people would. Christian Watson, yes. TJ Hawkinson in a non-tied-in premium, I think you have that conversation. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just the keep trade cut rankings that kind of throw me off because you see the guys behind it, and then you see the guys ahead of it, where that 23 late first is, and you're like – Wait a minute, (laughs) this doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's where we're at right now for value. Adam, one thing I will say, though, I think that 23 first, as we approach, just like with all 23 picks, as we approach combine, as we approach the actual NFL draft, is only going to keep going up. Like, we look at it as a borderline top 50 asset right now. It wouldn't shock me if this is top 40 by the time the the NFL draft rolls around. Like, not at all.
0: No, Mike, well, it will be. Um, Let me say that because when you look at it, right? So right now what I'm looking at, Mike, on Superflex on, keep trade cut, 23 late first. Dynasty generous, late first. 52 off the board. I think that's also a product of the quarterback situation we're looking at, right? Because you only have 12 quarterbacks that people feel good about or secure about. Like you start getting question marks as soon as you get to Trey Lance, which is 49. So I'm like, think about that for a second real quick and dynasty degenerates. Think about this. Like th- there's some points I want to make here. So I'm glad you kind of transitioned me, Mike Trey Lance. Okay. This is a guy that you spend a top six pick on very likely in the 2020 class. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 2021. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> this is a guy that's being v- valued in the very same range as a 23 late first that hasn't actually failed now he hasn't succeeded yes but he hasn't failed late 109 110 111 112 think about how 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 drastic that is for a second right wild stuff wild stuff just to think about for a second right you get to mid mike so mid now you want to talk about playing edges now you I don't think you can do this most places 23 mid, so we're talking 106 range. That's ahead of my Browns quarterback, Deshaun Watson.
1: No fucking way.
0: Okay. 23 early first, Mike. So we're talking 103-ish, right? Yep. Ahead of Garrett Wilson. (laughs) No. Ahead of Christian McCaffrey. No. Ahead of uh, Kenneth Walker, the third. No. Ahead of Amara St. Brown. Nope. Ahead of T. Higgins. Nope. Ahead of Kyler Murray? Nope. Okay. I, I mean I can keep going, but you, you mm-hmm. kinda you kinda understand the point here, right? Chris Olave. Kind of pit. Right. Now, now now think about this though. Okay. It's January. Just started January. Like we're gonna watch playoff football. So the player needle still has a tiny bit more to move and then like the as you know what's gonna happen. It's like kids that are bound to sprout up out of nowhere. All of a sudden, everybody's tall enough to ride the ride at, at, at Cedar Point. You know, everybody's tall enough to ride the ride at the amusement park. These guys are going to get taller, and they're going to go higher. That Those picks are guaranteed to pass. Like, Mike, think about that. A late 23 first is almost a lock come April, May to pass Trey Lance. Wow. On keep trade cut, at least. You know? Yeah. Just looking at what we're looking at today. Now – one for one, one person may catapult higher. One pick may not pass one specific person, but just just generically, that's the range we're talking about. Okay, so th- there's a lot of different things I want to talk about here, Mike. Um, I hope we have a chance to get to all of them. We're already 25 minutes in, but like, like here, here, here let, let's start here. I actually want to start from the opposite and, and then ring it back into more of the scenario where you have one or you have two picks. Okay. So let's go to the full extreme scenarios. Now I know, the reason I want to start here is because I want to to start here and then reel it back into probably what's more reasonable for people in their leagues with hoarding, right? So like, I've been told, now I also think that for the most part, like I don't know, Dynasty generals. if this is wrong, at me on Twitter, yell at me somewhere. Like I don't know of anyone that actually decided to be crazy enough to go get the fool first, or someone would actually let them go get the fool first. But people say like at a certain point you kind of over leverage, right? Like there's a scenario yeah. where you over leverage picks, okay? I know I've heard anywhere from four to six is kind of where you're getting ahead of yourself, supposedly, is the the scenario there. So, like, now I know this isn't something that dynasty degenerates, you're probably gonna have a lot of. Let's even say north of six, right? Over half. Mike, in that scenario, right? Like, I think the sediment typically is what you want to do. Is leverage the fact that you have the majority and that everyone's coveting these rookies, and you want to move a lot of them? Would you agree with that, or is that what? What are your thoughts if you if you were in a scenario where you had a, a shit time? Yeah, I think I want to leverage the the fact that
1: if you want to pick, it's got to come through me. Now, how much you leverage that is going to be depending on your league, right? The, I'm thinking the league that you own it in. We have a lot of sharp people in that league, right? And I don't know, yeah. Yeah, and, and I can honestly see a scenario where a lot of people are just like, nah, like I know what you want to do. Go fuck yourself. You can pick all twelve. Good mm-hmm. luck to you. Okay. You know, best sure. best of luck to you, Adam. Like you have fun with that because you're definitely gonna have some bust I do also see a scenario that's relying on eleven other people being in unison. It's kinda like the QB horde thing we talked about before, where it's just it's hard it's hard to make sure or ensure that eleven people are in unison to to kind of cuck you out of what you want to do. You know what I mean? Sure. It only takes one. It only takes one guy to go like, I really want the 107 from Adam. <laughs> and he gives you exactly what you want, if not more.
0: Well, well in, in that scenario too, right? Like, because um, I, I, I still want you to talk about this more, but I'll just kick it with this real quick. In that scenario, if someone does get rookie fever for whoever 107 might be, and they want 107, there's only one person to get 107 from. Yeah yeah right. there is, but there's but, only one, but anyway, so like um, I don't know if you had any further thoughts on like
1: on the flip side too, like it's a fascinating spot that you're in with that because you also open up the ability where I, at least if I was in your shoes, Adam, I'm willing to be a little bit risky and make my own bets, you know, like, okay, you want to get into the first round, we just talked about the kind of range of back end first and some of the players around it. Adam, if there's dudes you like around it that you can get, and you're like, "This cost me the one eleven. I don't give a shit. Like, I'll give up the one eleven. I got, I got, I got eleven other picks. I'll be fine." If you wanted to make a bet on, you know, Javante, if you wanted to make a bet on Trey Lance or Ayuk or, you know, J.K. Dobbins or whatever, whatever the fuck you find that's your guy, that you're like, you know, I want to start building out this team for twenty three. I want to try to compete. I mean, you you almost have carte blanche to go out and buy those guys what may be a perceived slight loss in value, but it doesn't affect you that much, right? It doesn't affect you detrimentally in the end. You'll be looking at it going, like, do I want to take all 12 of these picks or do I want to, you know, sprinkle a little bit around and, and make a bet on, you know, maybe one of these running backs or maybe one of these wide receivers who will actually outperform that. And if you miss you have a nice, soft, cushy landing spot where you you had 11 other chances, 10 other chances, nine other chances, eight other chances, whatever the hell you, you end up with for picks to actually be right on the pick side as well, which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of prepping some things here last second, but like, okay. So when you think about this, right. So, so let's say you had this scenario. Um, you probably don't have 12, but, just for the hypothetical listening point, And I promise I will backtrack to what's probably more reasonable for you. I, w- I want you to think about for a second, Dynasty Degenerates, if you had 12 picks, like let's say you had the 23 first as a whole, like somehow, some way you had the whole thing, you, yep. the whole gauntlet. Like just think before I'm getting into this, like what you would be thinking, what you would be doing today uh, it's January 10th when I'm recording this, but it's going to be what? Friday will be the 13th. So Friday the 13th. Boom. Here we go. <laughs> right? Oh, ominous. <laughs> right? Friday the 13th. What are you going to do? You got the whole fucking first round. Now, now, Mike, let me let me just tell you a couple of different things that I think are very interesting here. So, so I have some ADP data as well as a, a mock draft in 2020. Um, and I also have 2021, right, in front of me here. So the, the the reason I, I want to start here is I think there's a narrative around this, right? And and, and I also think it's kind of true. Like typically, like if you think about it from a smaller lens, there's going to be a bunch of bust here. Like there's just it's undoubtedly the case. There's going to be a bust or two. Like there might even yep. be more. Like and, and here's the other thing. Like I would say this. I think when I when I talk about rookie talent, there's not a single person. That I've even come close to knowing, let alone listening to, that gives me a better edge than than does Ray GQ, right? Ray Garvin, our boss.
1: Yeah, period.
0: Not even close. Ray, Ray, I think, has actually done a great job of hitting a lot of things correctly. But even Ray misses. Like, you, even if you think even if you know everything, like it's it doesn't happen in a vacuum. A guy could go to a bad landing spot, a guy could get hurt. There's so many scenarios you don't have control over. Let, let's just say for a second, Mike, because you kind of you kind of touched on the thunder early. In Arkham, let's say that that's Arkham Asylum is the league where I have twelve. So we we called yep. it Arkham Asylum because in the startup, the craziest shit just started happening, and it's like we were in the sa- we were in the insane asylum. So we called it Arkham Asylum, right? I ended up getting all twelve finally. I got jagged to give me that twelve. But let let let's say it worked against you, so. Obviously, in a in a perfect scenario, you'd want to leverage away some picks for extra value at, at peak time. But let's say you got stalemated, right? So let's say you got all twelve and you got stalemated. Like, now nah, you know what? Like he 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 did us dirty. He has the whole fucking first. I'm not letting him do what he wants to do. Let let let's say you push back, all right? Okay, so so you force me or you force yourself, Dynasty Generates if you're thinking about this, to make the entire first round picks. Like let, let's just use recent history. Cause what, what I can tell you is one doesn't have enough data to prove what guys have done or haven't done. But also we can, we can also guarantee that 22 as far as what we know going into it was the most depressed class value. Like, and it just in does, 23 doesn't yeah. compare to 22. Right. So Correct. I'm going to start with 2020 and I'm going to use 2021 as well. Okay. So Mike, like when you think about 2020, so so, let's say, just in a scenario, you got stuck with all 12 2020 picks. Okay? Yep. Nailed them all. And let's say that same sentiment just came through, right? Like, fuck this guy. <laughs> he took all the picks, so we're going to make him hold them the whole way through. I don't care what happens. Not buying them. Let's just yeah. – this is a fake pretend game, but let's pretend it happened. Okay? So startup data for rookies, right, in 2020. So the 101 JT, the 102 CEH – The 103, Joe Burrow. The 104, J.K. Dobbins. The 105, Tua Tonga vailoa 106, Game Akers. 107, DeAndre Swift. 108, CeeDee Lamb. 109, Justin Herbert. 110, Jerry Judy. 111, Jalen Rager. 112 is, by some people's standards, the best player outside of Mahomes and Josh Allen and Justin Justin
1: Jefferson. motherfucking Jefferson.
0: So you look at that class, Adam, where we are now. Where we are so now. So that's what I want to do, Mike, is I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this one by one. Two and I want you to like give it. me I want you to give me generic first what basically these guys cost. Or or right. in CEH's cases obviously less than a first, but like yeah. we'll just play the whole we'll play the bus, we'll play the we'll play the we'll play the bus and we'll play the upside guys. Just if you got stuck with these guys, let's just in in a pretend vacuum. All right. Uh JT first plus. All right. Where are you now? Okay. C-E-H, third. Okay, third. You you want to just discount him? Like, you don't even count? Yeah, like, no no value. You know. Joe okay. Burrow,
1: three first. Okay. Can come with three first if you want Joe Burrow. So, Same for so, so,
0: so, hold on real quick, real quick before you pass that, right? Because, so at the 103, you've already made up three firsts of the first two picks. Before, Damn. when and that's ceh a zero. Yeah. That's a that's yeah. the bust of C E H at one oh two, and that's not even getting into JT being still over a first. Okay. Dobbins. Second, maybe early cost, second.
1: Maybe he costs a first, but I highly doubt it. Yeah. Early second? second? All right. Let's yeah. just
0: say let's just say let's just even say generic second. Just for the second. sake of argument. Okay, Two Loa Two first. Okay. I think that's appropriate. I don't know I think he's kind of the one of the more volatile, like value wise, but I think there's no way you can say single first today. No. Okay. Uh, Cam Akers. Second. Okay. Agreed. DeAndre Swift. Late first. Second. 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 Okay. All right, Late second. first. Well, let's just go second. Well, well, I want to do the sake of argument, worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. CB Lamb. Two first, easy. Okay, two first. Okay, and Justin Herbert. Three first. Three first. Oof. I don't mind what I'm hearing right now. Jerry Judy. Second. Okay. And Jalen Rager. No value? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see EHM, we'll see right? We'll see <laughs> EHM. Yeah. No value. All right. He doesn't count. Justin Jefferson.
1: Three first, man. All right. I'd say two, but it's more than two, but it's probably less than three. i it, It's a lot. It's a fucking lot. He's good.
0: All right. Let, let's go three because KeytradeCut will tell you he's more valuable than any player that's not Mahomes and uh, and uh, Allen. Josh Allen. Holy yeah. shit. Also. All right. All right. So, so, so I'm going to start 2020. We'll get to 2021 in a second. See, see, the reason I wanted to start with 2020, Mike, is we have, one, we have enough data
1: to yeah, I mean, say too- these guys
0: are going into year four now. Right? Like, we know what it is right what what it what it has been or what it hasn't been is probably fluctuated for a lot of these guys but what it is right now we know what it is we we also have a large enough sample size to feel good about it okay mm. so like jt right i mean this is a guy that was crazy valued but obviously had a bad year and also had the injury okay still is retaining a first in value so 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 right now think about this let's even say jt is not even a first plus let's just say he's a single first and then ch is a no first right so so you had the first two picks in this class, be worth one first. Like that right there, Mike, is going to scare people off. I'm like, I don't want to have that happen to me. Yes. Right? Okay. You get to the next pick, all of a sudden you made up everything back. Joe Burrow's three first. He's a top five dynasty quarterback. Boom. And then the next pick, you lost it back. J.K. Dobbins has crippled you, you know? Gone down. B- broke your heart, you know? um, Tua, very volatile. But at this point, still worth more than the 105 was at that point. Cam Akers, been a bust. I mean, he's had his moments where he's been valued incredibly high, but he's been a bust. Coming off of a decent year, he's probably worth a second-round pick in a lot of your leagues. Uh, DeAndre Swift has had moments of being incredibly valuable and now has had Jamal Williams break Barry Sanders' touchdown record, so he's catapulted down in value, right? Yes. CeeDee Lamb, two firsts. Justin That's Herbert, seven. three firsts. Oh Jerry Judy has not done what you wanted. Jalen Rager has been him and Ceh like like so. So when you think about it, right, you got Ceh and and Jalen Rager on Fighting single for the biggest busts. <laughs> on single pick bases, right? No, no. But think about this. This is honestly this is real shit. Like this is kind of important to think about what you have, right? Because if you take one pick and you decide I'm going to hold this for forever. Like, this is why people get scared. I, if you wind up with Jalen Rager as your one pick, you've burnt everything to the ground. Yeah. CEH, you've burnt it all to the ground. But if you have the whole thing, Mike, if you have the whole thing, You're you can eat. It. You can eat the L's. And see, this is a point I think that people don't realize with the leveraging piece, which is where having 12 I think is more valuable than anything else. Mike, if I hit three Joe Burrows, which this class had more than three Joe Burrows, I win. Yeah, you can. You, I could lose the other nine picks. I could have Ceh and Jalen Rager for the other nine picks, and I still win. I can, I can handle that variance. The problem is, Mike. I think when as you start to trail down, but just, but just think about this real quick before I trail down. Okay, so J- J- Justin Jefferson, were are saying it's three plus, right? Let's just say three. Let's just. Narrow it down, lower, for the sake of argument. Herbert's mm-hmm. worth three. So now you're at six. CD's worth two. Now you're at eight. Two was worth two. Now you're at ten. <laughs> Burrow? I mean, Mike, you're already over the 12 right now, today. Yeah. With all the busts. With all just, the bust, He netted more, even, even and, with the busts. Right. And, and, and I think the big thing here that's not being discussed about this part is this, Mike. Justin Jefferson, Justin Herbert, C.D. Lamb, Joe Burrow especially. So you got four guys well within the top 10. Well within the top 10. So, so, so that has another leverage piece that's even more valuable than Future first. You have four top 10 players and young top 10 players. People will blow their load on these types.
1: I think even even if you go back to like twenty nineteen, Adam, I just had to pull it up real quick mm-hmm. and just look at it and do some quick math in my head. Sure. Like worst case scenario, you're coming out like nine to twelve. Worst case, and and that was a pretty shitty class as far as the first round goes, right? You got, you know, David Montgomery. I don't count. Miles Sanders, no. D- uh, Daryl Henderson, no. Nikhil Harry, no. Uh, Devin Singletary, no. <laughs> Paris Campbell, no. So. The rest of it, though, like, right, Josh Jacobs probably gets you first. Kyler Murray will get you a couple first. Uh, DK Metcalf's getting you a couple. AJ Brown's getting you a couple. Uh, Debo, TJ Hawkinson probably gets you one each at least. So just some quick math on that. Even in an absolutely fucking disgusting, horrible class, that's, you know, year five. (laughs) Year five. People still like it. You talk about 2020, 2020 is on the level of 2023.
0: So let's see what twenty twenty one has. Well, well, yeah, and then so okay, so so Mike, we'll we'll start. uh, Okay, one on one was T law.
1: Oh yeah, that's three first right there, baby. At least two. You put down two. We'll be conservative two.
0: Okay, two. Mike Mike's trying to show that he's not just a biased T law guy. Okay, two first. All right, fair enough. Justin Fields, good. Justin Fields, two. Okay. Um, now now Mike, what I want. What I want you to understand here is this: we've also had less time for these guys to erode. Understand sure. what JT would have been a year ago, right? So, so think right. about time here for a second right. as we get into 2021. Okay, this isn't even getting to 22, but we're already we're already at four firsts through two picks here. And now, mind you, mind you, Mike, T. Law and Fields, both in their first year, year and a half for sure, were called bus. So, anyway, uh, carry on. Uh, pick three is Trey Lance.
1: He gets your first, at least. Okay. We just talks about it.
0: <laughs> okay. So we're gonna we're gonna put a single first for Trey Lance, which is probably appropriate, probably a late one, but w- w- yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh, Najee Harris, maybe a first, but it was, say second for shits and googles. Okay. We'll go second, just because you know we don't want to be on the on the high end here. Uh, Javante Javante Williams second okay uh jamar chase
1: <laughs> three first man
0: okay now you may not agree with the data that i'm looking at here but this is you can shake it whatever order you want to the point is we're talking the whole class here okay so travis Etienne. first at least okay let's just be moderate uh Kyle Pitts. First. premium first okay. single first wow let Let's, e- two, let's but, even let's but, even be modest though. Let, let's even say a single first, which I think, being modest, most people are not even going to think about giving you Kyle Pitts for a late first. But we'll just put not it for modesty. You know, they kiss their
1: ass and yeah. <laughs> they laugh at you. Zach, Wilson. try to send the try to send the one eleven for Kyle Pitts and see how fast you get left at. Someone tells you to get boned. Zach Wilson, we won't count. That's a Clyde Edwards there, even though he's good. No value. Still like Still like you, Zach.
0: I'm glad You're that you fine. said that because I was going to have to do it. All right, Uh, Jalen Waddle. Oh man, two first, and I'm being modest. Okay. I think I think two first is a minimum, Um, and I think that's probably right though. Uh, Mac Jones. We'll say second.
1: I mean, this may be modest. Uh, Devontae Smith. Two first, man. Pretty close. You want to be modest and say one single
0: first, go for it, but. I think that that. I'll arrow up Smitty. Two firsts is probably heavy on him, but I think we've been light on other people. Smitty or any wide receiver in this class, it's going to be resounding Smitty. I would think now for sure. I mean, week one, it was not close the other way around, but that's how the fickle manager goes. All right, regardless. Okay, let's just use these as an example. Yep. Trevor Lawrence is worth two. Uh, Fields is worth two. You're at four. Yep. Lance is worth uh, one. You're at five. Najee's worth a second, Javante's worth a second I mean is it safe to say those two Picks are worth a single one or is that not even One yet? Sure Can can we lump, how about we lump uh, Zach Wilson no value Into that to get one first There you go, All Didn't right, get you the one So we're at two, four, five And then we're at six including Wilson And the two running back bus Yeah. Okay so then you got uh, Chase That's another three Mike, so now what are we at? <laughs>
1: I don't know. I stopped doing math. Two, four, time. five,
0: six. That's a, that's nine. Okay. <laughs> Etn's ten. Pitts is eleven. Waddle gets you to twelve. And Smitty, even if it's one or two, gets you it gets you a net ahead. All right. Now that's in generic first future values, and that's with Mike, as he is admitting, being probably modest with a lot of these guys. Very right. Barry. Saying on a, on a low end scale, just for sake of argument point. Mike, I mean, I think we can agree. Like twenty one outside of Chase actually hasn't really netted us what we hoped for. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is sure. that a fair is that a fair assessment of the class? I will say this. If you if you asked this
1: question last year, yes, most people are panicked as fuck on this class. They thought it was horrible. Everybody thought Fields, everybody thought fucking Trevor Lawrence was bust. They're done. They're mm-hmm. over with. It's
0: they're horrible. maybe some of them have recouped a little value, but Mike, I think here's what I can say. From what we thought Pitts was, he's not there. From what the ETN hype and hope was, he's not there. Zach Wilson, fucking gigantic miss. Mac Jones, as much as he was good in his rookie year, maybe you thought you'd landed something, has lost value. Um, Trey Lance is hanging by a thread. Najee and Javante lost huge value this season. Like, by and large, I think the class is actually – not given us what we maybe had hoped for for twenty one now,
1: and yeah, Fields and Lancer on pace
0: now, right? They they have recouped some value. Um, obviously Chase is a one off, and I think Waddle and Smith have kind of helped catapult depressed right. Yeah, they, more they, more, more late round wide receivers
1: in the first round that ended up being hits. Who
0: knew? All right, and, and the reason I'm not going to use twenty two is because we had one first round quarterback, which we know is not going to happen. Yeah. Now, if it was a better class last year, I think we'd have more data to even prove better. But the point here, Mike, is this. Dynasty Degenerates is this. If you sat there and forced someone that had 12 first-round picks to make all 12, and if they had to diamond hand them, here's what's basically guaranteed in classes that are loaded like this. Look at the last two years, Mike, when I look at this data. And this is something I had to really think about before I talked about this on the show. You're gonna land superstars. Now, here's the difference. You will net, you will guarantee be holding some fucking bags that are L's. Right? Like it's almost like if you open a pack of cards. Like you're gonna get yeah. some shit fucking cards in there. You're gonna get some yeah. cards that you literally want to throw in the trash. Like, I, I don't want this. Me every time I open up a top shot pack. Right? Right? But if it, if you go back to, you know, ninety eight, ninety nine and you open that Vince Carter rookie. Whoo! Woo. and mike it's if fun. i have the whole box i have the whole box right my odds are up for that to happen i, th- I think that's what actually needs to be said about the leverage point and that's why i want to go in reverse here i wanted to that's start the- here right because if you have the whole box yes you will land fucking zeros okay you're gonna hit Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Well, no, you're not gonna hit, but you're gonna get stuck with Clyde Edwards Hilaire, right? You're gonna get stuck with Jalen Rager, right? You're gonna wanna hit yourself
1: over the head
0: <laughs> Yes. You're gonna get stuck with you're gonna get stuck with Zach Wilson's. Yes. You're gonna you're gonna end up having the highs and lows of Najee Harris. You're gonna have the excitement of Javante and the low of Javante. Okay. Alright. So so that being said, if you were forced to hold them for that amount of time, you're gonna have all the L's. But if you if you did keep them all. You have, one, some of the youth that no one else can have, right? You have that on a complete island still of leverage. And then two, Mike, you have an asset that every single person in your league will bend over for.
1: Because it covets wants, needs. Right.
0: The, the the superstar that's young, everybody wants it. Now, what I can tell you this, I. I don't foresee a Jamar Chase or a Justin Jefferson in this class, okay? But I can tell you this. I can't guarantee what's going to happen with all these guys. But this class is really good. It's got a lot of good players. So if you force my hand and say, you know what, we're going to fuck you over, you're going to hold all these picks, I want them all. You know why I want them all? Because if I don't have to make decisions, Mike, and I take every single one, I don't feel the effects of Jalen Rager. You know, now if you have two picks and you took CEH and Jalen Rager, you have lit your dynasty team on fire. It's over. You have lit your dynasty team on fire. If you have four picks, right, and let's say in 2020 you had four picks and you took Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, and Jalen Rager, you have lit your dynasty team on fire and you are giving an orphan away that nobody wants to take. Unless Three, you trade it out, unless you trade four, it out, four years out,
1: you have flipped no, your dynasty.
0: I'm only talking right now in dynasty yeah. years, I'm Only talking as if you didn't trade him, right? Like the 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 question yep. that Ray poses: I like get you. you drafted him, you have to tra- you have to keep him, okay? Mike, all these valuations now get into that next point. <laughs> don't assess at all the value highs and lows that each one of these players had. DeAndre Swift valued it a second, not long ago was two firsts.
1: Not long ago, like, as of the start of the season. (laughs) It was Dynasty RB2 for just about everybody.
0: Cam Akers, it does seem like a long time ago, but going into the season after his rookie year was being drafted in the second, first round, religiously. Uh, J.K. Dobbins was very highly drafted. Jalen Rager, as much as he flapped and nobody wanted him, was still, you could get a second for him, right? Like, even on the Mm -hmm. worst-case scenario, you could get out a little bit of value before it's no value. So the reason I'm I'm saying all this, Mike, and I, I want to get your thoughts because I've been doing a lot of talking here. I had to really think about, like, what if these fuckers stick me?
1: What if they do it to you?
0: And you know what? Mike, the more I thought about it and the more I dug and the more I made sure, I pray you do. Arkham, get crazy on me. Make me make <laughs> all of them. Make me make every single one of them in this scenario... Because in this scenario, I'm like, I'm happy to do it. Now, when we start getting lower, I, I want to start talking about different ways to manipulate and how you think is best fit for your team. But I wanted to start here at the extreme and then go, and then reel it back. I feel you, man. I'm looking at that league. like I think you're sitting
1: pretty. But it's the extreme scenario of you owning all 12 or 11 or 10 or I would even say 9. It starts getting dicey when you start getting to that, like, I own half the class. Because there are enough picks if you get stuck with them and make. Be absolutely detrimental. Yeah, you may hit on Herbert. You may strike out on the other five. It may be an absolute dumpster fire. Or you may just tread water, you know, with a couple of them. But you can't overcome the zeros. And I think that's what a lot of people are in situations when they do nuclear rebuilds. And then I see it all the time when they when they have like five, six picks. You know what I mean? I'm glad you have the leverage, but they never use the leverage. right? They're like, correct, if you're going to make me make the picks, I'll go ahead and make the picks. But as you can see going through this exercise, that's where you can get in trouble. You almost reach a point when you have 12 picks, 10, 11, anything in that range. Like the odds are in your favor that you're never going to fuck it up. <laughs> it well, because
0: matter. Because here's the thing too, Mike, right? Like, okay. I have unless before- you're, unless you're taking Trey Sermon, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, well, and that's the other thing, right? Like I'm sure in uh, let's use what 2020, let's say, um, Keyshawn Vaughn maybe snuck in for somebody, yeah, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I'm not going to say this is perfect data. You you, you can't draft. Someone might have taken Henry Ruggs, but now Mike, I mean, in the second round, let let us call it what it is. If I wanted to get if I wanted to get greasy, I mean T Higgins was an early second, right? Michael yeah, Pittman was yeah. an early second. Brandon Ayuk was a mid second, right? Like there's. Scenarios there too. Point, point is though, like I actually think in a, in a scenario where I have 12, when you come to me for one, right? Because let's say, I think I know everything. Okay. Let's use 2020. I want, I want to keep Jalen Rager cause he's one pick ahead, but I want to sell Justin Jefferson. Well, I, I can guarantee people took Jalen Rager ahead of Justin Jefferson. So people probably would have traded away the second receiver on their books in this scenario like when i have 12 i'm less likely i'm more likely to just take the whole thing take all the variants and make everybody else sweat out the fact that they don't have youth i'll like play it. that up now let's 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 get more more serious about realistic things right i think you kind of hit it on the head too i think 9 to 12 gives you an insane pack of cards right like you can almost embrace the variance in I think there's more scenario that's gonna give you points of pivoting for value than there is hurting you. Now, I think what's more realistic, it starts at six, okay? And Mike, I I kinda wanna get your thoughts at six because let's say you've accrued half, and I think that's like reasonable enough for most people to have done if they knew about 23 ahead of time, like Ray was preaching and a lot of people here, 21 season, like get your 23 picks now, right? If you did that ahead of time or early enough, you might've been able to get six. So if you got six, you got half, Let, let let's say they're very even, right? Like let's just use yes. one, three, five, seven, nine, eleven, 11, right? Like you, you have, they're all spread out throughout the the class. Like if you make those all six, now I think you're really embracing variance at this number of picks. If you were to actually take them all because yeah, there's probably a scenario where like, shit, man, you land JT, Joe Burrow, Tua, DeAndre Swift, Justin Herbert, and Jalen Rager. You even miss on Justin Jefferson and you're still sitting pretty. But the the opposite's true too. Like you could have landed CEH, you could have landed JK Dobbins, you could have landed Cam Akers. Even if you landed CD, Swift, uh, CD Lamb, you got Jerry Judy. All of a sudden now, like you got all six picks and all you got really to show for it now is CD Lamb. Like I think that's where... When you start getting to half and lower, I think the bets you're making mean a lot more if you were to actually hold them out.
1: I think, too, when you get to six, like I've been in this position multiple times and the way I like to leverage it is is twofold, twofold. So you have that many picks, you're free to move up and down the board into tears, the guys that you feel maybe more comfortable about, uh, right, maybe right. guys that you have more conviction about. And, and they don't always hit. They don't always hit. But the other way I really like to leverage it is by just simple dynasty leverage tactics, right? So I did this before, Adam, in a 14-team super flex league. I had like six picks. And this is the 21 draft. And what did I do? I went out and took every fucking quarterback in that draft. Was it going to hit on every one of them? No. I mean, you talked about him like, Zach Wilson, what do you do for me? Like, where am I sitting with him? Nothing. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields after year one, did it look good? No. No, it didn't look good. But now it looks really good. <laughs> now it looks just fine. Tua, you know, uh, not to a uh, Mac Jones. Again, after year one, look great. After year two, not that bad. But if I'm going to actually have to make these picks, I can't trade them, I can't move them, whatever. Let me get into another leverage piece. Let me get into another position where I can leverage the league in a different way. So am I going to hit on all of them? No, but where we sit right now, here today, in the beginning of 2023, sitting with Trevor Lawrence, sitting with Justin Fields, you know, I have two of the top eight, top nine, top 10, however the fuck you want to rank them, dynasty quarterbacks in a 14-team superflex league. Like I have the upper hand and the advantage. And even some of these other guys that people are hoping, you know, you know, I wanna, I wanna buy in. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like Mike. I, b- I still believe in Zach Wilson, or I still believe in Mac Jones. I wanna buy into those guys. Yeah, I have those dudes too. <laughs> like, I still, I don't have a lot of incentive to move them for a discount. So if you wanna get one of these quarterbacks, you're gonna have to come buy Trevor Lawrence. You're gonna have to come buy Justin Fields, and you're gonna have to pry it out of my hands. Not only did I have leverage in the draft. I've leveraged the year after, and I've leveraged two years after. <laughs> this is a price you have to pay, and you're still uh, using that leverage. 2022 would have been a different story, right? There's only one. Like, what, what the hell are you going to do? You can't leverage that position. You're forced to take wide receivers or running backs or whatever the fuck else, and you can lose that leverage in a heartbeat. But when we look at 2023 with this class, you know we're projecting three, four quarterbacks. In the first round, if you got six picks and you can position yourself where you can take all four of them, if they all four go in the first round, again, even if you strike out on a couple of them, but you hit the only two in this class that are supposed to replenish and, and renew the quarterback ranks heading into 2024 and beyond, that's still a leverage point, right? That's still a leverage point to where you can get out where, you know, I spent four picks on four quarterbacks. You know, I spent all four of them on it. Adam, we just talked about it. Like some of these dudes are going to be worth two. Maybe they're going to be worth three. You get two guys that are worth two first, you still come out ahead. <laughs> you still break even. You get one of those guys that's worth three, maybe the Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes tier, the Bam tier, the the Jalen Hurts possibly, like those kind of quarterbacks. Holy shit! Like you are still making out like a bandit. You are still fine. So yeah, well, I think the problem becomes when you get like four, five, six picks in this range. And you're, you forego, you know, like, I'm not going to leverage quarterback. I'm good here. You know, I think I know better. I'm going to take this running back. I'm going to take this wide receiver. I'm going to take this tight end. And then two, three, four of those guys bust. And you have no out whatsoever.
0: Man, it, it, it's funny. It's almost like this is why we do a podcast together. Uh, strap in, Dynasty Jenner. We're going to be here for a while because there there's a lot of different ways this can go. This is why I told Mike we got to push winners back one week because – I want to get this out ahead of time. I want people to think about this ahead of time. I want this to be something you can take advantage of in your leagues. Mike, everything I set up for the 12 team, right, or the 12 picks, right, everything I set up there is if you took them all and held them for three or two full seasons. Okay, let, let, let's talk about really quickly any scenario, 6, 2, 10, 12, I don't care how many picks you have, Mike, what when you think about the 2021 class, when you think about the 2022 class even. But probably lesser extent there because it was a bad class. You think about the 2020 class. You talk about very early, in, very early on. So you you make these picks in let's say Mayish, right? After the NFL draft. Let, let's say you're not someone that's a D-gen and does it beforehand. Make these picks in May. Mike, what's going to happen with the players before they fail? as the as the class is already building hype but hasn't failed yet, right? And as the 23 season approaches in the NFL, their their value is north of one first in 24. Like you can pivot off of almost all these guys before they fail for more than one twenty four first, first yes. even after the draft, right? Yeah. So if you have some like if you have the the hostage approach, like people aren't going to let you out, okay. I'll just wait you out too cuz now we're going to approach the NFL season and people want what they think is threading the needle, a guy that can score points and is young. That's a flip right there. Now let, let let's talk about from 6 for, for a second. So you got 6 picks, okay? Now, Mike, if you I I think here's where you have to really assess what you have going on with your building your team. What do you need? What players are you willing to make your bets on? Do you have a quarterback need? like other there's a lot of teams right now that have a quarterback need and are you willing to leverage multiple picks to go get what you believe is your guy whether it's CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, whoever it is. Do you want to do that? Are you already positioned to get them? Mm. You know, do you do you need running back help? Are you are you willing to wait and just take your your plethora in the second round or do you want to go get Bijan? Do you want to go get Gibbs? Like I think when you have six, are you in best ball or are you in lineup? What do you need? I think here's where you have to kind of, like you said, craftily decide how you want to tier up. Or if you're in like best ball, right? (laughs) 101, Bijan. I love Bijan. I want Bijan on a lot of teams. But if someone's going to pay up, pay the Piper for Bijan, and they'll let me have more picks and I already have another five. I'll get closer to making that whole box pick, you know? Like, I think there's a lot of different ways you can look at having six, but I think it ultimately here comes down to your build. Are you in lineup start nine? Like, do you need a quarterback really bad? Do you need a running back? What do you want to do? How do you want to leverage the picks that you've acquired now and built up value? How do you want to make them fit for your team? I don't really advocate for drafting for need. So I don't want to suggest that, but if you have a specific need, and you want to go make a bet on one player? This is probably where you're going to do that because you still have enough to backfill. You still have enough picks with six to make a different decision. I think at six is where it's very interesting, Mike. You could you could tear up. I think you could tear down and still take a whole bunch of players, Mike. But l- l- let's talk for a second, though. Let's say you got four. I think here's where it gets very interesting. So you've got like I think this is a, a very realistic scenario for people, right? You had your own. You acquired over two seasons another three picks. Like that's not crazy. Twenty five percent of the class, right? Like, I'm sorry, th- uh, a third, Mike. You got a third mm-hmm. of the of the class. I, I think here is where it gets really tough. What you do if you have, yeah. I, and I know you got teams with four. I'm just trying to think. I know you. I see you looking at stuff like your teams with four. How are you approaching it? So I just, I I pulled
1: up a couple examples just in the past and and kind of seeing how I worked it out and how I played, you know, trying to figure out worst case scenarios. So I had a a league where I drafted uh, Najee, Zach Wilson, and Jamar Chase in that order. Like I Hmm. took Jamar Chase, you know, they let him fall to like the 105 and I took Zach Wilson above him, but I had back-to-back picks. Right. So I'm looking at it. It doesn't really matter, yeah. So I'm looking at it and going, well, fuck, I hit on Jamar Chase. Now, luck, happenstance, it could have easily been Smitty, could have been Waddle, could have been Kyle Pitts, whatever. But I did hit on Jamar Chase, right? So I made all those picks back already at him. But I'm also looking at it and going, when we talk about time and what we're doing, at one point I traded away Najee Harris, right, and how highly Najee was valued. And what did I get in return? T. Higgins and a 22 pick. So this is like right in the middle of Najee Harris smashing his rookie year. Absolutely destroy. I get T. Higgins. Where's T. Higgins at now? Looks great. Like I'm
0: I'm happy. Top top 10 dynasty wide receiver, right?
1: You'd have a hard time trading T. Higgins for Najee Harris. <laughs> or Najee Harris for T. Higgins. Like that's not going to happen. That 22 pick, Adam, like just a dart throw became the 102 in 2022, which is, is wild. So that turned into Kenneth Walker. And now I'm sitting there with Kenneth Walker and like thinking of all the things you can do with Kenneth Walker. The point is, with draft picks, this is why, I mean, we don't advocate for for making them all if you have to. But even in like the worst case of the worst case of the worst case, if you have multiple draft picks, you have so many outs to get away from. And that's why there's so much better investment than just straight players. It's so much easier to invest in. In draft picks or draft capital, because they're fluid, they're they're liquid, the values tend to rise, and they rise for a while, and you get into the early part of the, the player's rookie season, even if you had to make that pick, and, you know, outside of just a handful of guys, like, the value usually goes up, you know, even after I bet, you know, a game or two of Jalen Rega, there's still people, like, holding on, like, oh, yeah, he's going to be fine, I do remember the panic on like Justin Jefferson. He's horrible. Can't beat out, you know, KJ Osborne or oh, Ola BC Johnson or you know, he was having a hard time the I'm not on even going to tell
0: you some of the Justin Jefferson trades I saw in like week 3.
1: Right. But even, you know, you get to the the later part of the season and then people are ecstatic about him, right? So you you do you do kind of have to play the windows and the values, but Adam, you know it. Like the Jalen Rager didn't hit rock bottom. We talked about even after the season, after the horrible season he yeah, had. You're still getting out for a mid second, but I guarantee you within season, there all kinds of people would be like, Yeah, I'll give you my uh my late. Yeah, you know. I'll buy 20, low on a, I'll 20, buy low on a talented kid. You know, I'll give you my late 2021 pick. <laughs> I'll give you my late twenty one pick, you know. And that that fucking pick would have could have turned into uh Jalen Waddle. You know what I mean? Like you have so many outs to get out of these guys. I think worst case scenario, even if you're stuck with like three picks at them mm-hmm. and you do a piss poor job of leveraging and nobody lets you and you have to make the picks, I think you're fine. I still think you're fine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Could it go all wrong? hundred percent. But I don't think it's that bad, right? It's kind of like this golden parachute that you have with the draft picks. I think you'll be just fine. The problem I think a lot of people have is, is your most likely scenario.
0: Or you have one pick, I would. You agree. have one pick. I would agree. Now, now, before I get to that point, Mike, because I, I think here with the leverage point, I, I think there's a few things that uh, you already touched on, but one when you when you have a few of these picks, like three, four, the the first thing you have is you obviously have leverage, but like even if you take all these players, you still have the youth and the mindset of them. Like if you, if you look at keep trade cut and you think about the 22 class, which was supposedly a really bad class. People didn't want to even invest in or trade up into the back end of the first round. Right. I mean, you look at the top 50 guys, it's littered with 22 picks. Brees Hall. I mean, you can keep going down the list. Chris, Chris Alave, obviously Garrett Wilson, Uh, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver one in the 22 class. Um, But you got, you know, Chris Olave, who had a very good season, you you had guys who didn't have a great season, like like Drake London. Drake London took a very long time. He, he started hot and then took a very long time to come around. Like Drake London, yeah. had value insulation even when he wasn't doing well, right? Um, like you look at this class, Mike. Like the only one, and, and this is where it's wild to me. I'm not going to go through the whole pick uh, of the 22 class one for one. Like, you think about every scenario you would have gotten stuck with in 22, right? Like, even if you were one of the dummies that decided, I'm going to take Damian in like, 107-108. Yeah. <laughs> you, you hit a value bump for a second, right? Like, yeah, um, Drake Lennon started hot, cooled down. With Jameson Williams, you, you kind of had this bet of, like, I'm going to just hold. Craziest part to me about this, Mike, is Jameson Williams, who has done absolutely fuck all, is still a top forty dynasty player, not wide receiver, player in yeah. Superflex. Yeah. The only person that burned people to really horrific heights in the first round this year, Mike? Was Jalen. Uh oh, well Jalen Rager in twenty twenty, but yeah. <laughs> no, you know, no, no, no. <laughs> it's the same player. Sky Yeah, Moore, Sky Moore and Jalen Rager. They're the same player. Jalen Rager in twenty twenty. Sky, 2020, Sky, Sky, Rager, Sky Moore, Moore. Sky Rager. Yeah. You know, it's that's this year's Burn you, but like think about that. Even this year, like just you, you use for a second a bad class that had one quarterback, and think about where we are today. Yeah, horrible, horrible class, Mike. If you took four or three of them, you're not bad. Now well, there there are var- there are variables, right? There are different levels of whether you hit or didn't hit, right? Like Kenny Pickett probably treaded water. Um, Chris Olave was a value bump. Garrett Wilson was a value bump. Breeze Hall, <laughs> probably because you took him at 101, treaded water, but was a value bump, and then still treaded water, even with an injury. Like, the point mm-hmm. is, in a full year, Sky Moore is the only one that really killed you in the first round Yeah. through all the different variables and cell windows. Now, like, I, I just want to say that because there's so many ways you can play three or four picks. You c- You can take. Someone comes and says, hey, I want to trade. I want to trade into your 105. Okay. You got one eleven. Okay. one eleven and your 24 first. Done. Let them go get their guy. You still got a first and their future to play with. Like you can make those type moves, right? If you want to long play it. You can play the opposite of like, okay, youth is at a peak here. Like, let me get Terry McLaurin plus for your 110, you know? <laughs> There's so many different ways to play up the leverage of four picks. Now to Mike's point, right? You got one or two, like you don't have leverage. You just have a couple picks. Mm-hmm. This I think is where people get into trouble. They get into trouble and they get, they don't know what to do. And 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 I think the reality is, you know, Mike, I'm, I'm in a portfolio where I have a lot of different scenarios, but still my most common is one. But the reality with those teams that have one is, you fuckers all listen to me wouldn't let me get more, but here we are. You know, I got one pick, so I got one pick in five leagues, Mike. So in that scenario, right, you have one pick. Now you talk about the difference in opening a pack and opening a box. You open that pack, Mike, and it's dog shit. Right? Like that's the last thing you want. You're flipping one card after the other and you get to that last one. Like there's no more. (laughs) You if you took Sky Moore as your one pick in 22, you got burnt. If you took Ceh and held him in 2020, you got burnt. This is this is where it's problematic. Is this is probably what most people deal with that don't have a leverage point. And, and that's you, why
1: they say the the cliche
0: like rookies are a crapshoot, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a roll of the dice. Well, because if you do one every year, even if you know everything you at the time you draft, like you're not going to be perfect, man. You're not going to be perfect. You can't. If if everybody knew today what they knew in 2020, Justin Herbert is not the 109. If everybody knew what they knew today in 2020, CH is not the 102. That's the whole point is like values are going to shift. But, Mike, when you have one pick, let me ask you, with all the, the shifting, what we talked about, what what's your main thing you're looking for, or are you just kind of sitting patient and seeing what to do? Like what what what's your play with one pick in these leagues? So if I have one pick, it depends on where it is. So if it's in the early part, right, we're looking at 104 or better.
1: Earlier, I will say this: just looking at draft classes and markets, and even as bad as Clyde or Soler, where we sit now, Adam, there there's still a time. Even me going into last year after two years of just him doing nothing <laughs> and 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 not being not really being that valuable going you know I'll still buy CH. like there's still a a cell window on a guy like that because of that draft capital right he was the 101 in that I remember Lewis Riddick taking him in the ESPN like fantasy football draft his rookie year one on one not rookie one on one player one on one so there's still that and he had some moments right earlier in his rookie year Like, we're like, fuck, yeah, look at him. Everything that we thought, you know, 100 yards rushing, all this stuff. I will say this. If your one pick is in the early part of the first round, I think you're fine. Like, you don't have to trade it. Ideally, I would like to. I like to build up more capital, and I like to give myself more outs, more choices, and more throws at the dartboard. But I think you're completely fine. If your one pick is in the mid to the back part of the first round, Adam. I think history shows there's so many landmines back there that are hard to get out of. I mean, we talked about Jalen Rager, but we have also talked about this when we, uh, you know, we uh, we pounded the table for Kenny Pickett and Kenneth Walker over like Traylon, right? Over those kind of wide receivers. Why? Because different positions have such giant fall-offs and where are most of the wide receivers going to be that people are just going to throw away to the curb? In the back end, Jalen Sky Skymore, like those kind, Jerry Judy. Now, those kind of wide receivers, the fall from grace is is massive, and they're usually taken in the back part of the first round of rookie draft. So, if that's my only pick, Adam, I'm trying to move heaven and heaven and earth to trade back, you know, get a early second, and hopefully another pick in twenty four, right? And I keep doing this year after year after year. Eventually, I have all this draft capital where if my only pick in 2024 or 2025, Adam, is in the back part of the first round, I now have like two or three extra seconds, and decent seconds, where I can go, I'm going to be the guy who's going to go from the 110 to the 104. Here, take these two seconds on top, and I'll get into a range where even if I miss, the parachute is nice and cozy and comfy, and I'll be fine. Like I can tread water, I can break even, I can get out at a reasonable cost. If I don't do that, and that's my only pick is in the back end of the first, like I'm setting myself up for disaster if I fail. And I think history shows even the best of us. Like it's like a 50-50 dart throw with some of these guys in the back end. Yes, you can hit a Justin Jefferson or Justin Herbert and be just fine, but you can also nail a Sky Moore or Jalen Rager just as easy. You can nail a Keyshawn Vaughn or (laughs) one of these other turd running backs that gets pushed up too high. So I don't want to make my only pick if it's in the back half. If it's in the first half, I think you'd be fine. I think you'd be okay. Go ahead and make that one if you can't get a good deal done. But ideally, I'd I'd like to move it, turn it into multiple pieces as well.
0: Yeah, I I think too. um, I, I think the reality with one pick, right, is... I think there's ways to look at it too, right? So, even if you look at holding this for a while, 2020, 2021, we'll use these because those were classes that projected more like this with multiple first-round quarterbacks, deeper classes, right? So, when you look at worst-case scenarios, Mike, right, like, there are three players in 24 picks in those two classes that, like, if you held, you, like, got completely fucked like you mm-hmm. you spent a first round pick wherever it was and you you have nothing to show for it. Like you have an asset that's dead. Okay. But you also have like I mean, Mike, most of these players that in their worst case scenarios, outside of the three no values, which are CEH, Jalen Rager, and um Zach Wilson. Outside of those three, like you went from a first to a second. Now, that's that's not minimal like that that does matter a first to a second is a lot in value but you've had a lot of time <laughs> between when you've selected a player on that first and to now where the value loss is a first to a second you know like you can still find buyers for all these guys here's the thing I think I'm doing Mike is I'm with you like the early parts willing to kind of make my, make my bet because I think there's also a scenario of trading out. And especially Mike, when we talk about the quarterback landscape, like if you have a chance to land Bijan Gibbs or one of the four quarterbacks, which is where we talk about a tier break for us right now of what we know today, the top six picks. I'm good, man. Like I'll diamond hand Richardson. I'll diamond hand Levis. If they're not going to play for a while, I'll take the quarterbacks. They're going to play. I'll take Bijan, Who's a stud. I'll take Gibbs. Who's a stud even if they end up failing long-term, I have an asset that probably can score points for me in the first four, CJ, Bryce, the two running backs, or I have a long-term play that I'm holding that's going to probably carry a lot of value in Levis or Richardson. So those ones I'm I'm okay taking because there's going to be a point where I can trade out for more of all those guys, right? Now, when you get to the back part, I think this is where I'm scheming. If I only have one, right? So I'm looking now. Like, I'm scheming. Okay. What teams don't have any picks? Now, of those teams that don't have any picks, what teams are old, crusty, maybe missed the playoffs, maybe barely snuck in the playoffs, a manager that hasn't shown resiliency, right? Like, one of these managers like, okay, here you go. Here's here's 111, you know. We'll keep this, this thing rolling. Kind of like Mike's Eagles do with the Saints, you know. Let, let, yeah. Let's – Let's keep this thing going. Here you go. And I'm, I'm going to take your lottery ticket in 24 because I know what 24 you brings. Sell them, you sell them hopes and dreams that this class is going to fix all their woes. Exactly. Like, this is a manager that screams, like, I want to win. Now I'm not re- I'm not willing to rebuild. You know? Okay. Here you go. Come on. Come get your running back that you want to reach for here at 111. You want to pick the gem.
1: Exactly. Like the Saints. Like, I'm one Chris Olave away from turning this thing around.
0: <laughs> Boom. You know? When you know damn well they need a whole... Dumpster fire full of fucking people that are way better than Chris Olave. So, I, that, that's the first bet I'm trying to make, okay? who Who's willing to come get my pick for that? Also, same breath. Like, okay, maybe one of these people in your league in the flip side mode. Like, you know the person. You know the person that's tapped into Scott, myself, whoever, Mike, Ray, gets to the summer, and the youth just is – I mean, it is yeah. gold. It is like – a grill. I mean, his goal is going to cover their whole face, their teeth. You know that you can trade that late first for a player that's probably being overlooked, right? Like think Terry McLaurin, think Michael Pittman, think these guys that haven't necessarily fired on the, on, on all cylinders, but have shown they're going to be safe receivers, safe players for you, right? You can make bets like that all the time. You can also, if you have, the ability to, if you have the right roster construction, like Scott talks about in lineup, if you're in best ball, you have enough depth. You can package, you know, you can package that late first to go get into the top six. I think there's a lot of things to do at the with having just one. But what I want to stress is don't be handicapped, and don't be like prisoner of the situation. You know, don't just say I have one ten. I got to figure out what to do at one ten. Like you, you are not forced to make with a 110 pick and hold 110 for forever. A lot of this exercise, I wanted to make the case of, like worst case scenario, (laughs) everybody folds up against you, no, fuck this guy, he can't trade any of his picks, he he built up this whole class. That's not how it normally works. Like you have a lot of points to pivot and sell. You don't have to take your 110, right? You don't have to take your 109. There's a lot of different things you can do if you have the one pick but i i really wanted to drive home for everybody listening dynasty degenerates there there's so many different scenarios for how you've built your team for your league dynamics and and i wanted to walk through a, a plethora of different ways that it could go and, and i think sometimes what happens mike is because you look and you see some busts people are like no i can't take these picks no no that you can take picks you can withstand, but uh, you, can, you can, you know, withhold some busts. Like, you can sustain them. Like, it can happen. It's okay. You're going to miss. But it all depends on your situation. It all depends on your leagues. And, and I think walking through this ahead of time will help ease people's minds because, like, <laughs> as Dynasty Degenerates, we want to know everything today. Here's the thing I can't tell you everything today. I can't tell you the combine. I can't tell you the landing spots. I can't tell you who's going to get the draft capital. But I can guarantee you the picks are going to be fine. I can guarantee you people are going to foam with the mouth for the players that are going to eventually go. You just have to be prepared to fade the noise.
1: I, I love it, man, too. And even when you're sitting here talking, I'm thinking about it. I'm picking at 110 in 2020, and I'm following the exact advice that I gave, right? Even this is a possible miss, right? Justin Herbert's on the board at the one ten, but I'm like, you know, Mike and Adam had told me you got a time machine and went back in time. Whatever, follow me along here. It's a late night. (laughs) We're getting off the rails, but somehow theoretically, this is 4D. We're getting way off the rails. (laughs) At the one ten, Justin Herbert's on the board, but Mike and Adam told me this is my only fucking pick. This is my only pick. I know nothing about Justin Herbert. Maybe this guy busts. Maybe he's absolute ass. Maybe he's nothing. I'm gonna trade back. And you trade back into a you know a 21 first. Or you trade back into say the the 2020 class. You trade back into the 2020 class into the second round. And maybe you pick up a a 20 21 first, Adam. Like that's a reasonable trade that I've seen a lot. Like people sure, sure. overvalue, like hey, the 110. I wanna get this so bad, I'll give you my, you know, future years first, and you can have my pick in the second round. Adam, there's so many outs. I'm like, shit, I missed out on Justin Herbert. Sitting here today, you're like, damn it, I'm kicking myself. I could have had Justin Herbert at the one ten. But maybe you walked into a you know, maybe you walked into a a Justin Fields in twenty twenty one, and that second round pick that you got in twenty twenty was T. Higgins. Like, how are you feeling? Like, all right. <laughs> Like, I missed out on Herbert, but I still did okay. I had two more shots at the fucking dartboard, and I did all right with those. Like, I did fine. The process isn't always 100%, but if you follow the process, process over results, man, all the time. And it's the same thing we talk about in trading. Just like drafting, you ain't got to be right every time. You don't. But if you're right more often than you're wrong, and you follow the process and you stick with it, same way in trading. You turn 60, 65%, 70% every time, most of your dynasty teams are going to end up being that same success rate, right? 60, 65% of your dynasty teams are gonna end up winning championships at some point. And you're gonna end up with money. You're gonna end up playing for free for it the next eight years, which is a fantastic feeling. <laughs> Thank you for all your money. I don't care what I do to this team for the next eight years. I'm playing with your guys' money. I'll be just fine. (laughs) I'll be just fine. I can do whatever I want. I can sit here and I can start up new leagues. And I can join an IDP league, which I know fucking nothing about IDP, and take nothing but defensive players and have Adam laugh at me. (laughs) It's going to be fantastic. But that's the freedom that you allow yourself. So my biggest advice, process over results. And if you follow some of these simple ones, Adam, like we talked about here, you got up 10, 11, 12, I think you've nailed it, man. You'll be fine. You're going to have more hits and you're going to have misses in every class, yep. just about every class, it,
0: even, it, even dog
1: shit, 2019.
0: Right. And, and not just that, like there's, you will, right. That's the big thing. But also like, if you think about like how keep trade cut does stuff, right. Like you, you think the, the intimidating players in dynasty, right now, when you get to playoffs, sure, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, these guys get intimidating. But when you think about the intimidating players in Dynasty, it's the ones that pose points per game, but are also young. Right? Like when you look at a team, it's like, okay, twenty three, twenty four, also smashing points per game. Across the board, you look at you look at a team like that, you're like, fuck. What do I do? Right? I can't win now, I can't win later. I'm screwed. Like if you have a whole class of first round picks, you have so much time to pivot out because not only now do you have this odds to hit most of them, but you you you've taken all that youthful excitement hope that dynasty managers crave that it doesn't exist for the rest of your league. Like that yeah. is a massive point. Now, I I think another thing to to keep in mind here. Um, th- this is a little more one-off from the the topic of conversation here, but, like, I- I'm just thinking I look back to 2020, and it always amazes me. That the Justin Jefferson thing always amazes me, right? And you think about the arguments. It was maybe not quite athletic enough, um, played a lot in the slot. Wasn't – I mean, think about this for a second. Justin Jefferson was at one point – I almost don't want to say this on air because it's it's – sacrilegious but he's a beta like people thought maybe a beta Justin Jefferson right because Jamar Chase was there now think about this for a second I'm not going to say this player is going to hit or not but just just think about like things like that which push a guy who's checks a lot of the boxes like Justin Jefferson down the board so far right and like Mm -hmm. think about what could happen for Jackson Smith and Jigba okay so a guy that has proven it but then this year's hurt and you have a younger guy who's Supposedly a lot better. I mean, and don't get me wrong. Marvin, Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr. is a stud, but now all of a sudden Jackson Jackson's is hurt. There's concerns about his 40 time. Does he only play in the slot? You know, these are type things to think about when you're making bets on everybody fading a certain player. Um, Listen, maybe, maybe you take a a back end first on you land Jerry Judy, but if you landed a Justin Jefferson, like don't, don't, don't fear everybody panicking or or, or making rash statements because the next several months, it's going to be all statements outside of draft capital combine, like the actual results, it's going to be people talking. It's going to be noise. Like you, you have to, if you take a single pick, make your own assessment. But but I think the bigger bigger talk here is that, like there there's so many different variables and mindset things that you can do with having leverage, even if you have one pick, to understand what previous classes look like, what these guys look like, what kind of bets you want to make, and how to ultimately accrue value over time. So, Mike, it, it's interesting, man, because I, I've <laughs> When I when we started trading for twenty three in Dynasty Dreams just to summarize here and finish, when we started trading for twenty three, right in twenty one, like DJU, one hundred one, one hundred two, right, like so much changes. DJU is not even a discussion, right? Like Tank Bigsby is a top four pick. Like he's maybe a back end first round pick if things go right for him in the in the pre draft process. But that doesn't matter. The picks have still accrued value, right or wrong. And now we've accrued the picks. We have the picks. What do you do? And I think the whole, the whole topic here, Mike, was different scenarios, what you do, bets to make, and, and what it looks like if you get stuck with one of these leverage points that you've accrued. Honestly, man, I, I think the, the biggest takeaway I have is don't be fearful. You are in the driver's seat. Like, stop worrying about what you're going to miss on and understand there's so many things you can hit on um hold that leverage man it's only gonna grow and I bet you you're gonna be so surprised right before the draft what the value of some of these picks become it is crazy and I'll leave you on one fun fact here Adam I don't know if you saw it today
1: but the news came out last year's 21 rookie 101 for a long time the number one quarterback in the class Spencer Rattler is going back to school and won't even be a part of the 23 class. 2022, QB1, <laughs> 101 overall. <laughs> that's how much shit fucking changes. It gets random as fuck, right? Now he's going to be part of the 24 class because he's going back to school for another year.
0: <laughs> and that's why Mike and I stress the difference in Devi and owning a player and owning a pick and how drastically different it can be. 100 times out of 100. Give me the pick. Yeah, so... Um, dynasty degenerates that was a long one um but but i think it was a necessary one one i wanted to bring you into my mind and where i'm at trying to get ahead of all my leagues that i have have all these picks accrued yeah 4d is about transparency and it's also about how are we gonna 4d this thing man like league mates are out here playing chess well i don't want to be out here playing chess with all these picks it's time to think big brain you know it's time to think mcnutted on this thing how am I gonna go win a title now? Like Mike's out here with all the money. I'm out here with all the picks. I gotta 4D this thing into money. So um, yeah, man, that, 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 that's my thoughts on a lot of the different things. I, I think sometimes the the leverage overplay, I think it's overblown. Like I really do, yes. the more and more I think about it. But I also think it really depends on what you're trying to do, what your team is, and how many of these picks you're, you have and how many you're willing to make. So I, I wanted to walk through that for everybody. Yeah, I definitely
1: think it's more scenario specific than we like to lead on, right? We can just talk in a generic lens and and that's all fine and dandy, but it is good to dive into like, here's a scenario you got, you know, you got eight picks, you got nine picks. What are you doing with them? You got six. What should you be doing with them? You only got three. You only have one. Like a lot of people have, like a majority of people who listen to this may only have one pick. What do you do with that one pick? Well, here's the specifics. Like this is exactly what I would do. And how I want to play it, if picks early, this is what I'm doing. If the pick's late, this is also kind of what I want to try to get into, what I want to try to do. So I do think we kind of have that overconfidence, and I do I do, do it in some of my leagues. I don't do it at all, and this is the benefit of playing in a portfolio too when we talk about it. You know, some of these leagues, I'm going to think I'm smarter than everybody else, and I'll make that pick at the 110. But more than not, in a lot of these leagues, like I'm playing with a lot of smart people, I'm playing with a bunch of Destination Devi members in the Royal Rumble. If I have a late pick, I'm gonna try to leverage it into something else, man. Just because sure. I know the odds of me being smarter than you know in that league, it's you know 28 people. <laughs> the odds of me being smarter than 27 other people and trying to find an edge isn't gonna happen. It isn't gonna happen. So let me just play the variance and try to go somewhere else. Let me try to get another pick, another two picks, another three picks, whatever the hell I can get into instead of me trying to uh, put my ego in the way. (laughs) I'm better than y'all, and I'm going to make this. And I think that's where a lot of people do fall into trouble because I see it all over my leagues where it's like one pick. I'm going to nail the 110. And then they get burned on the 110. And then maybe the next year they get burned on the 109. And they're like, that's why rookie picks are crap shoots. Give me the proven production over. And I think you're selling yourself short if that's the viewpoint that you have. So I love this episode, man. It was longer than we anticipated. It's not the winner's episode, which will be coming next week. (laughs) We will do it. I got to do some gloating, man. I took took L's
0: for two weeks. We'll come back. We'll come back with some winners, man. But I, I, I want to help get Dynasty Degenerates ahead of getting oh, yeah. them some winners. And, um, you know, Mike, Mike, what you hit on there is very key, right? So if you have the one pick, and I think this is where the trap can really take hold. You go back to 2020, right? So you, you, you end up with like 110, right? Low to class. All these running backs go, I got Jerry Judy, Alabama, big name, route runner, right? Yep. You invested 110 year after year now i invested 110 you know you get sunk cost fallacy right like nah it's jerry judy he's gonna bounce back and then year after year you're watching the value tread but you don't want to let go of what you've taken hold of right like that that i think is one of the biggest things you don't want to do lean into one pick late pick think it's going to hit it doesn't hit early and you just let you know the value bleed. I mean, if you did that with Jalen Rager, what I just explained with Jerry Judy, <laughs> you literally watched value go from bad to worse to worst to you don't have anywhere to go to you're fucked, right? And that's the whole thing. Um, l- listen, I love this episode, Mike. So I appreciate you letting me kind of intervene and and do an immediate emergency 23 draft class podcast before we get to our winners and our gloating from this season. So dynasty degenerates, I, ho- I hope this was a good one for you. I hope you really think about all the different scenarios for your teams and leverage and what you plan to do and not allowing just your situation of leverage that you've built up. You spent so much to get this. Don't let it all collapse. Diamond it a little longer. You got a lot of time for value to accrue. So think about that. Um, and just remember, when your league mates are playing chess, play 40 chess.
1: That's going to do it. We're going to bounce out of here and make sure you're tapped in the newsletter to stay up to date with everything Destination Debbie is doing content-wise during the offseason to help you through. We will see you same time, same place next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.